on this episode, on this episode of Japan, Japan 2.0. There are definitely things that I eat at the convenience store that I'm like, this is better than like at a restaurant. One example, a lot of the examples are actually the bread or dessert items. Oh, I think there man. are a I'm lot glad of... You, I'm glad you went here. Mystical world of game and wonder, arcade centers like no other nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, every moment, everything you see, when I jump all on it, damn. Walking through these halls, my childhood is written on these walls. Um, I breathe the air deep down, I know this place is where I belong. My destiny, my wildest dream, my fantasy, my inspiration and my energy. Everything up to this point, this place has let me, yeah. There's a place that's better, my fascination can't go on forever, so real. Like a faded meeting with a friend who knew shape from beginning. Hello, and welcome to Japan 2.0. Your favorite podcast about Japan and all things Japan. And I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm joined yes. by my other host. That's right. The, the low voice of David here. This is my nighttime, you know, in the morning, I feel famously you get a low voice. But this is also my uh, sleepy bedtime voice. I took my bath, you know, like a traditional Japanese style. <laughs> Gotta take a bath every night. And I got uh, still wet from the bath. And I got my low, my low voice. A radio voice. Well, it's a good time to take a bath. The weather's been perfect for baths. It's nice yes. and cool. It's not cool enough that, you know, you're cold when you get out of the bath. Too cold, at least. But you take a nice warm bath and you get out, you feel good. You feel yeah. rejuvenated. I don't want to talk about the weather too much, but it is notable that, like, in Japan, if you don't know already, um, you know, spring and fall are, are really, really great. Uh, depending where you are in Japan, winter can be better or worse. Summer is pretty horrible, I think, anywhere in Japan in terms of being really hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, depending on where you from, are from in the world, spring or fall can kind of be short. But uh, we both lived in Korea before this, and uh, I feel like both spring and summer themselves are only about three weeks long in Korea. So you got about six weeks total of that, uh, <laughs> for me, perfect climate of the year. And uh, it's basically like a month and a half, maybe two months total, and then ten months of like just really cold the winter was pretty harsh in korea again depending where you're from but uh here yeah it's a little it's a little better i'd say spring lasts about two months fall lasts about two months you get about four months of that would you agree yeah yeah you get a really nice fall um you get a a lot of beautiful leaf you know the changing of the leaves you get Mm -hmm. nice weather until maybe the end of october then it starts getting cold but yeah Yeah, uh, fall's great Fall's probably yeah, a little bit good. longer than uh, spring as well, so, you yeah, know. we got, like, low, you know, mid-70s. I've been trying to bust out, like, some long sleeve shirts, but sometimes I've regretted it. <laughs> like, around 2, 2 p.m., it gets hot, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm sweating. I wore, like, a sweater to work one day. I was like, what, it, what am I doing? Um, but it's almost there. It's almost sweater weather. So, uh, yeah, I was just telling Matt before we got on, I've been trying to get out, enjoy the weather, go to the beach. I live by the beach, so it's, like, the last beach days where you can actually get in the water still. So, um yeah, it's, it's good times in Japan. It's uh, nice, you know, going outside is one of the only things you should can do and feel good about, you know, during Corona. So it's, it's good. The weather's good. I've been going hiking. And Japan's a very mountainous place, so it's pretty easy to get to some mountains. I probably wouldn't be a hiker back home where I live just because of proximity. But, you know, just kind of having mountains in your backyard makes me want to hike. So I've been doing a lot of hiking, enjoying that weather. Matt and I were just talking about camping. We've never really done camping in Japan, but when we do, we'll definitely podcast about it, and we're thinking about it. Yeah, I'm ready for some glamping. You know, I want to yeah, do the yeah, I want to do the fancy camping stuff. You know, where I go into a, a a log cabin and I have a, you know, somebody comes in and makes a fire for me. That sounds like as my we've cup said, of tea. we're we're such city people. We can appreciate nature, but we are in our you know in our core, we're city people. So we're we're definitely glamping type. I think. Again, I've never really done it, but uh, Japan's pretty big in the glamping. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's like whole magazines. Like there's a magazine called Go Out Magazine, and it's made for like just getting outside, and it's very glampy. There's, there's other ones too. That's the one I always see. I, I just like the name Go Out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a cool magazine. It's like in the in line with Popeye or, yeah, or any of the greats. Oceans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meats. It's fun, to, fun to crack open sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I have we'll, a quick we'll get... question before we get off right, of camping. Let's go. Uh, let's so go. I, I want to know what. Uh, what did you eat when you went camping in the States? Uh, well, what, what do you think, think of, of as camping food? Yeah, toasted marshmallows, s'mores at nighttime. Uh-huh. Uh, before that, 
Mm, I'll say like yeah, trail mix, granola, that kind of thing. When you're, you're, when you're <laughs> For out breakfast. cooking. <laughs> Maybe that's breakfast. Uh, I guess th- I just think of things that you cook over a fire, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like maybe... I don't know some chicken, <laughs> yeah. Some roast roasted chicken or, uh, yeah. That's all that's really coming to mind right now. You can tell I have a lot of experience camping. <laughs> I've got camping like five times, but all of them were under the age of ten. I don't know. What what did you what do you think of? I always think of skillet foods like pancakes and potatoes and eggs and stuff like that. Sausage, yeah. you know, sausage on the grill. That uh, sounds good. But in Japan, you know, the the camping food is a very specific item that is always a staple for camping. I think a ramen. Is that like instant ramen? Uh, some people probably do instant ramen, I'm sure, but it seems like curry is the biggest oh, yeah. thing. Like that's everybody good. makes that's curry. Every time you go, we, remember when we went up to that hip-hop show in the mountain yeah. and I was looking right. over at those those people glamping not that far from us and everybody was making curry. And it was a curry festival. So I imagine was there was festival. there was a theme there, but but no, you're right. I agree. Yeah. But I think it's probably it's probably just like instant curry, which comes in like a little packet that all you need to do is boil or warm up. So you can probably just kind of like I imagine hold that over the fire, maybe in a bucket or something, and do it. Do you think they're making like homemade curry? Yeah. So my brother's pretty into camping and hiking and cl- mountain climbing and all that stuff. And uh, the last time I visited with him, we were watching all these videos from Japan because he was kind of interested in coming out and like checking out the camping scene out here. Hmm. And every single video we watched, they were making curry from scratch, you know. Wow. Like they bought the meat, they bought like the roux, they bought the, you know... Uh, all the vegetables and then we're chopping them up and putting them in so yeah yeah Something, the closest thing we've done yeah the closest thing we've done a camping episode is the i did a fuji rock uh series yeah where I, I, I did camp there it was legit camping it was not glamping um somewhere in between i guess but yeah i was really jealous of people's setups because they're pretty official they looked like they'd be making homemade curry you know they had like the coleman stoves and like this huge tents of multi they had like living rooms in their tents and dining rooms. I'm not even joking, like multiple room tents. Wow. And uh yeah, I just had a, a coffin tent. It was literally the shape of a coffin. And so skinny and long, like just for a six foot tall person like me to like lay with your arms at your side. And not waterproof. No, no, yeah. Famously <laughs> so Yeah, go back and so. listen to the Fuji Rock episode if you haven't. It's a yeah, it's a great just, one. It's one of my favorites. Of yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, believe it or not, we are not talking about camping today. What are we talking about, Matt? Well, we're talking about convenience stores. And I know what you're saying. Stop right there. I know what you're saying. You're saying, hey, yeah. David, Matt, haven't you already talked about convenience stores? But uh, this is our second second episode on convenience stores. And we're going to kind of give you an update on like what's been going on in convenience stores. Because there have been a couple of shakeups. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear what those <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. I can't think of them. <laughs> But I think maybe we're more experienced, too. Like, uh, we recorded that probably in, like, my second year and maybe your first year here. Yeah. So now we're, like, six or seven years in, so we're a little more versed, you know? Some of the things we might have said then might have been a little pre-baked, but uh, now we got the fully fully baked ideas here (laughs) ready to serve up to you. Yeah, definitely. I actually, around the time of that recording, I was eating at the convenience store every day, Monday through Friday every day, Mm -hmm. not on the weekend. Where I've now, I guess the biggest change for me is I, I don't eat my lunch at the convenience store anymore. Like maybe once a month I'll do it now. Or I was doing it literally every day before. I moved to making salads. I make my own salad at work. Um, been doing that for like a year. So I'm a little bit out of touch with like the bento lunch culture. But I still go often. I probably go to the convenience store every other day. How about you? Yeah, I go to a convenience store pretty much every day because it's yeah. there are a bunch of them on my way to work, you know. And on my commute, I need to get things for water, bottles of water or or lemon water or barley tea and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I always stop in one. And, um, yeah, so I get to see the turnover all the time and some of the changes that have happened. And on my way to work, I, I go by the main three, you know, our three favorites, which are uh, 7-Eleven, Family Mart and Lawson. Don't forget Lawson. Last time we named Lawson as our favorite convenience store. They got the Japan 2.0 seal of approval. (laughs) I don't know if you remember, we ranked a lot of things. We ranked the uniforms. Yes. We ranked the drinks. Yes. We ranked the bentos. Uh Uh-huh. And I think coffee. 
and then we ranked like the overall. And overall, I'm pretty sure we both voted for Lawson as number one. Does that sound correct to you? That sounds correct to me. Yeah. Would you still Would you still stick with that? Um. Yeah, you know what? Lawson's has been making some big moves. Some Lawson, some interesting yeah. moves. Yeah, actually, some of those shakeups have to do with the Lawson. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, Lawson. I is one of them. Can I guess? Is one of the shakeups the oh. new label? The new label design at Lawson. Of course it is, David. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the one I go to the least now, just due to proximity and size. Mm-hmm. My town, Lawson, is the smallest, mm-hmm. and this is not on my way anymore. But uh, when I have gone there recently, I was really happy with the retro, the retro vibe the labels have now. Would you agree? It's quite retro. Well, it looks um, very generic to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it think... reminds me of Lost. In Lost, I think it was season two, maybe season three, the Dharma Initiative. Uh, they find, like, this hatch, and then there's, like, food down in it. <laughs> and all the food just says, like, it just says beer. It's, like, brown labels, and it just says what it is on it, and that's it, you know? There's no real logo or anything. Yeah. And that's kind of the vibe. It's, like, brown. Isn't it mostly brown writing? It's, like, a beige color. Beige and, and, and brown. And it just kind of says what it is. It says what it is. It has a small – some of them have small illustrations on them. Uh-huh. Um, but when they first came out with these, it was a big um, – yeah, it was a big uh, – Japanese Twitter was blowing up and people were complaining oh, about, right. yeah, that people really didn't like the design of uh, the new Lawson's packaging. And pretty mm-hmm. much everything that is Lawson's brand has that packaging now. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a whole like wall. Uniform. Yeah, a whole wall of beige. My wife and I both like it. Oh. That's... We asked a student, actually, just yesterday, I saw a student with it and I was like, hey, how do you like that new logo? And I think Matt and I are pretty weird into being into these things. The student was just like shrugged his shoulders. Like, eh, I didn't really notice. <laughs> but uh, to me, yeah, big, big news. I love the convenience stores. All yeah. right. So the, the logo packaging redesign. On that note, about a year ago, 7-Eleven uh, started putting English on everything. So sometimes randomly they'd kind of have little English. Uh, always like the deep descriptions going to be in Japanese still. But just the basic idea of like tuna onigiri it's, it'll say tuna like exactly what's going on in that tuna if there's sauce on it or not you don't always get that yeah but um it'll tell you the basic like meat or what's in there and give you a general idea in english at 7-eleven yeah uh, i think yeah. lawson is Lawson's, starting now yeah too, their, right? their new packaging also has the english translation although some of yeah. it is just like the romanji of it so it doesn't really explain what it is right but i'd say the 7-eleven is a little better if you're uh, Japanese um, illiterates, then Seven is probably your best bet. Yeah, but the onigiri and stuff that at Lawson's also has English on it. And I think Family Mart, for some items, they have it too, but I would say Family Mart's definitely the lowest on the list of English friendliness. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So All there's. Right. do you want me to get into the – since we're talking about Lawson's, can I just get into the second shake-up? Shake I give you permission, yes. <laughs> well, the last time we talked about convenience stores, um, Family Mart had a deal with Muji, which is one of our favorite c- companies. Mm, and I know we're going with this one. Yeah, yes. they used it's a big to shake up. Yeah, they used to have all these products. I used to get the um, butter chicken curry from my the Family Mart on my way to work, and yep. um, I was so disappointed when they took all that stuff away because I used to get pencils and i could buy socks if like you know it rained and my feet got soaked you know i could buy a a dry pair of socks and stuff it was great Mm. and uh and then one day it was gone and i thought i'd never have that convenience again but recently lawson's made a deal with muji and they will be the distributors of lot of uh, muji goods i read this yeah story as well and uh i still haven't seen it though Exactly. I've not seen it either. I'm hotly anticipating it, though. Yeah. Uh, my Lawson is so small that I'm kind of worried that they're not going to carry it. And they, won't, wait, they won't have it. Well, the Family Mart that I used to go to had all that Muji stuff, so and it, it was the smallest Family Mart you'd ever seen. Okay. So, yeah, so yeah. hopefully hopefully they, they make room for it. It's worth making room for. Yeah, that's my... Uh, that's like my face wash I get. I just walk to my local convenience store and get like really good face wash. So it's great. Like I read online about people like from countries that don't have Muji like imported in and pay all this money. And I just walk to the convenience and pay seven bucks and get, you know, some nice face wash. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, um, 
I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't do any rankings and stuff until the no, end. No, but... no, no, no. But I was just giving a review, although I know everyone definitely remembers. <laughs> I'm trying to get some stats to give you a, a quiz about uh, the which convenience stores have the most locations. Because I've read a story ah. before um, about, yeah, which ones are most popular. Well, I, I was talk about it now. I'll find the answer. Well, so, yeah, would, what do you think? I would assume it would be Seven Eleven because I mean, just around my work there's three locations, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was them. I mean, I have two Seven Elevens down the street from me, um, and I don't have any other convenience stores. So, Family Mart's a little ways away. There's a Lawson's. I mean, everything's not that far. It's like a f- ten minute bike ride, but. Um, but 7-Eleven is a two-minute bike ride in either direction, so. Yeah, my little town has two 7-Elevens and only one of the, the other ones. Yeah, so it's got to be 7-Eleven. That is, that is correct. Yeah. I believe there are 24,000 um, 7-Elevens in Japan, and there's 50,000 total convenience stores. So almost half of the convenience stores in Japan are 7-Eleven brand. No Slurpees, though. I was just going to mention that. <laughs> yep. No uh, brain freeze. All right. Yeah. So what do you think is the second one? I would say Family Mart. I still see a lot of those, although I've, I've seen a couple of them close down in my neighborhood. Mm. So I all wonder. Right. There, there are 17,000 Family Marts in Japan, so that's about 8,000 less than uh, 7-Eleven. And they also have a lot of stores in other countries, too. Um, yeah, there's Taiwan, China, Vietnam, Korea had Family Mart too, right? Yeah, they switched over to CVS or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, so Lawson. Let's see. I don't know. Fourteen thousand Lawsons. So yeah, we got the order right. Yeah, so, nice. Yeah, a little less. I think, but Lawsons are our favorite. Maybe that's why we like it. It's just because it's rare. I think Lawsons just does some things still better than other places how did you you know i craft craft beer yeah they have really good sweets there i think um i would say that 7-eleven actually has the better sweets i would i would argue that especially with their baked bread products but like the uh what is it called uh lawson has like these like high-end ones like you want to get like macaroons Mm -hmm. you got macaroons you want to get like uh in the refrigerated Fan, section. Fancy cake, you know? Like, yeah. you could actually give this to someone on their birthday and not feel too bad about yourself from getting it from the convenience store. Yeah, it's called, like, the, they have a name for it. It's like their own little cafe. Yeah, Mar- Marshy Cafe there or something like that. There you go, there that. you go. That's, yeah. the one. That's the one, That's yeah. the um, I think um, if you go into most Lawson's, they have a small refrigerated section that has, like, a lot of specialty items. And they always are pretty good about, like, having these... Uh, promotions with anime series and stuff and uh they'll so they'll have dragon quest um mochi or they'll have i saw dragon ball like they had the dragon balls like two dragon ball desserts that you could eat um something we didn't talk about last time that all the convenience stores have is like you can go there and like buy whatever the latest movie is um or you can sim with video games too yeah you can pre-order the games or pre-order the movies before they come out. And uh, it's definitely a side of the convenience stores I'm, like, afraid to, to try out, you know, just because mm-hmm. it's a real test of language. Um, but there's a lot of, like, high-level features you can do at the convenience store. Um, yeah, we've ca- talked cards. Not on our, yeah, not yeah, on our convenience store episode, but we've talked about it for sure, which is that we get things online and then if you're not going to be home, you send it to the convenience store, and that's pretty easy to do. And we do it particularly with Tower Records, right? Yep. So, like, uh, yeah, you just, you're not going to be home. Or, like, they might charge uh, shipping to your house sometimes. You have to pay, like, $5 in shipping. But for whatever reason, if you send it to a convenience store, it's free shipping. Yeah. You could even um, have your luggage shipped from one convenience store to the, to another. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I'll, I'll talk about that a bit because I have a lot of experience doing it. Now, if you're staying at a hotel, it's, like, the easiest to just do at the hotel, and then they'll call. It's usually Yamato, the black cat one. Uh, they'll call them there. But if you need to do it on your own, you're not at a hotel, you're leaving your house, and you want to be sent to your hotel or something like that, um, the convenience store is where you got to go to do that. And they're, like, right there, they, like, they measure. They have, like, this little kit. They, like, measure it, and they weigh it and stuff, so they can tell you how much it's going to be. 
So even though like they don't work for like the package company, I just think about it must be so hard to work there considering you get like such a low amount of money, you know? Like you gotta know how to like measure, you know, those things. You gotta know about the hundred packs of cigarettes that are behind there to like know which one they're talking about. When mm-hmm. the copy machine breaks, you gotta help people at the copy machine. You gotta know how to load up the co- coffee machine and it's, it's gotta be uh they, they, they serve so many functions and they're 24-7. Um, I've actually been reading about how, you know, in small towns or remote locations, like being open 24-7 is like a really big waste of time. Mm. Like for 10 hours out of the day, every day, you're ba- basically like they're doing all their business within like four hours out of the day, right? They're doing 90% of their business at the lunch rush, the morning rush, and dinner rush. Like those are like two hours each. Yeah then all the other hours are open. Like they're barely doing any business. And a lot of them wanted to start like start closing at like 10 PM, 11 PM. And, um, because their franchises, like the franchises said no. And there's a really famous one, a guy in Osaka. I don't, I don't know the technical details, whether it's like franchise or whatever, but basically like the owner slash manager of the Osaka branch said like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, this is kind of ridiculous. I'm an old guy. Like when I see my family and kids, like we're going to close at midnight and open at 6 AM. And, um, he wrote like some passive aggressive sign or something on the door <laughs> and they shut down. Yeah. It got shut down. They said like, no, nah, then we're going to like revoke your license. You can't be Seven Eleven if you're not going to be open 24 hours. A lot of the people in the city like supported him. Like they came and like, we're there and then the, you know, parking lot, like on the closing day and wrote, wrote them nice letters and stuff. Yeah. Just trying to improve like the work quality for people here, you know, cause that's obviously like a famous issue. Did you hear yeah. that story? No, I think, well, actually, I don't know. We probably talked about it, I mean, at some point. So, yeah, it sounds familiar, but I'm, I don't know any of the details or anything. When you post up this episode, I'll, I'll try to put it on our Facebook page. I feel like Facebook is probably the best for sharing a news story, so I'll put it up there. Yeah. Um, one thing I have heard is that um, some of the companies have been hiring a lot of foreigners like to, yeah. to work at the, at the convenience stores just because of that they're cheaper you know, cheaper labor. Right. And, um, and so I know that there's been some controversies about that, you know, where, um, they felt like people have felt like people have been treated poorly, you know, and haven't been paid fairly and are working crazy hours and, and stuff like that. So I think there is some, um, you know, with the convenience, you know, there, there does come mm-hmm. the, these dark things that, you know, uh, always are a bit of, um, I don't know, something you have to think about, you know. We've talked about that situation before on our show where, yeah, the number one place you see non-Japanese workers, at least just normal everyday life, you go to factories and stuff, and they're they're kind of known for a lot of non-Japanese workers. But um, obviously, English schools or things like that. But yeah, the place most people would encounter a non-Japanese worker is at the convenience store, and um, it's kind of a weird situation for us uh, because what language do you speak in? Especially when they look like they might be from an English-speaking country, which is you know a hard thing to determine per se. But it can feel weird if two people are speaking broken Japanese sometimes with each other <laughs> but when you could just switch to English. Um, but again, you, they could be Russian or something, and you know, they, you might perceive them as an English speaker, but they're sure. not. But yeah, there's this one that you know, this guy I see every day or every other day near my house, and he, I, I'm, I'm guessing he didn't speak English, but so that was a situation I read totally wrong, and I felt kind of dumb, but I just couldn't believe it. I had to had to know, so one day I just did the whole order in English, and he just did the whole thing in Japanese, and. <laughs> it, it was weird and I asked like other people I'm like hey do you know this guy like what do you th-? and they, they thought the exact same thing you know like yeah he looks so much like he's like American but uh, yeah it's, have you ever had that you've had that situation right yeah yeah sure I yeah, mean okay. I guess you never know you know we I mean back when we had a ton of tourists and stuff you know you bump into people all the time that are speaking polish or french or you know sure, sure, sure. and so I mean they might speak better Japanese than they speak English I mean I don't know I feel like most of our European listeners could probably attest to this is you know the language learning in those countries seems to be a lot way better than the, oh, sure. the language sure. learning we have in our country that's right um, but yeah 
you can always tell here too when you put the name tags so we're name tags and yeah. if their names in katakana right there's a you know alphabet dedicated to foreign sounds or foreign names yeah so, uh, it's an interesting way to sometimes if you feel sometimes uh yeah like japanese culture is so big on mannerisms and customs and formalities that yeah, there, there are some times uh, where I'm like, oh, something feels a little different here, you know, in this interaction. Um, and again, because my language skills aren't up, it's not like I'm hearing it, but you can kind of just notice like the way things are done. And I'll sometimes check. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes you're right. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. People would care about that. But not crazy. It's not crazy. I'm not surprised to hear it, but. Well, I, I mean, the only thing, I guess, I mean, I'm impressed by, you know, anybody that's working there, you know, like you were saying, they have to know a million things to be able to work there. Right. And sure. not only are they working in another country, but they're speaking the language and, and doing all these things, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, you're getting paid like minimum wage too. Right. Like that's what I'm always thinking. It's yeah. like you're probably bilingual or trilingual and you're getting 800 yen an hour. Like that's, that's sad when people, that makes me feel guilty for <laughs> speaking one language you know yeah well hopefully um hopefully they're being treated well you know i mean once again like we don't know you know for sure i mean for mm. some people it might be a good situation or a better situation but um yeah you always hope that you know people are treated with some equity you know that's that's true yes um there's yeah like right now there's a really good change in topics a bit here there's a really good special at Lawson where they, uh, there's this famous LA place with quite a uh, divisive name called Egg Slut. And uh, it's expanded out to Asia. So I, I know in Korea they have franchises now and in Tokyo they do too, but we don't, we don't have them out where we are. And um, Lawson's got like a ripoff, you know, a dupe hack sandwich version of it for three 300 yen. And it's, it's really good and I love it. I try to get it whenever I can. So they're still. Yeah, community store is still on top of their game, still doing kind of what's innovative and and new. Now, I have to ask you this, and I, I, I've kind of been noticing this over the last maybe two years, is yeah. I feel like the bentos and the lunches and the the items that they have in their instant lunch areas have been getting a little less healthy. Like, we, I think you and I have talked about eating over at convenience stores and, you know, you're eating a lot of things with vegetables or... Um, you know, you could get a sal- a pretty good salad or you, you, if you get like, you know, a stir fry or something, it, it's fairly healthy, you know, or yeah. it doesn't come like a full plate of, you know, fried goods. But recently I've been noticing a lot of the bentos all come with like sausages and um, fried croquettes and fried chicken. And I feel mm-hmm. like things are getting a just slightly more, I don't know, gluttonous. And maybe maybe an egg slut would fall into that category. Uh, yeah, I don't know how bad that is for you. It's just eggs and bread and, like, spicy sauce and some tomatoes. Um, I think maybe it's more divided. First of all, I feel bad because, yeah, the last year or two is probably the least I've been getting bentos at the convenience store. But I would say I would, I would never have said that on my own. But if you ask me and I'm not thinking about it, I would feel it's more divided or I feel that there's probably in the last three years or so more specialty health items. So I always see like a section, there's like one or two of these a day where it's like local Hyogo, like my, my prefecture, very like organic, you know, and all the writing's in green and it's, it looks like I'd eat it and be really hungry after, you know, it's kind of the vibe, uh, less food for sure. And I like a premium price point too. It's like a dollar or more. Um, huh. But, yeah, that's not the norm. You know, that's 5% of what's offered there, you know, I would yeah. say. Um, so I feel like there is, like, a real extreme health item being offered that wasn't there when I first came here. Um, but the overall average, I've not really particularly noticed. I've always felt when I go to the convenience store, I have to try to find the healthy item. That The most typical things you see there are going to be ramens, curry, uh, don, which is like rice with uh, like meat on top of it. Those yeah. are like the class, classic kind of most prevalent items Ma- there. And Mapu I always dofu. Like, Mapu dofu, yep. Yeah. I always feel like I kind of have to like search around or like look up on the top shelf or something to kind of find like the the nicer salad or whatever. I'm, yeah, I, I'm I not, used, not noticed, but I'll keep an eye out. One of the things that I used to get all the time was sushi. 
Like the convenience yeah. stores used to have sushi all the time, and I could get a sushi roll. I could get like sushi sliced, you know, sushi on top of it. And like none of my convenience stores are doing it anymore. And not so, Family, family Mart's always the one that had the most sushi where I live. Not Family yeah. Mart too. Uh, I mean, it feels like they've cut back. Like mm. I, I used to be able to get like lots of different types of sushi, you know, yeah. and um, where they give you a slice of salmon, a slice of you know. Uh, octopus, a slice of, you know, a variety. And now it's just like maybe these teeny tiny <laughs> tuna rolls, you know? Mm. And uh, How do you feel about the sushi at a convenience store? Like, you know, a lot of people who know very little about Japan are going to be like, what, sushi at a convenience store? But those who, like, know a good amount, they'll probably say, oh, yeah, it's normal and it's really, really good. I'm at the point now where I've gone through all those stages, you know, like when I was, like, in high school. I was like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> And then I came here, I'm like, yeah, the convenience store sushi is, like, great. And now I've, like, gone full circle. I'm like, nah, I won't, I won't really get sushi <laughs> at a convenience store. And, you know, like, local people, I think it's just being influenced by people. Like, any locals I know, they're all like, yeah, no, don't, don't eat that. It's got preservatives and don't do, don't do that. Well, I believe uh, where, that. Where, where, where's, your, where's your stance on the convenience store sushi? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I, it's not as good as any of the sushi restaurants that you could go to because the rice sure. isn't fresh, right? So, I mean, that's I mean the, the big knock against it, in my opinion. But mm. you know what? The, all the sushi I've ever had in from a convenience store still, I, like the actual meat itself tastes really good. And sure, they, the... might, they might put like the carbon monoxide so it doesn't discolor. Right, right, you know, right. but I mean, a lot of fish you buy get gets that treatment, you know. Yeah, I think it's honestly though just a step below like kaiten sushi, you know, I wanted like the dollar dollar places. Yeah, and it's not that big of a difference. And that's pretty good too. Yeah. I get it. I get it once a month, and I always just get the tuna roll. Mm-hmm. You know, the rolls are always going to be there. You're talking more about the nigiri. Yeah, the nigiri is like I haven't seen it in the longest time. So all right. Yeah. I'll keep a lookout, and then keep. if I find it, it'll go on our our, our social media. Here it is, Matt. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have not noticed, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out. We like uh, there are some things though. Just so you know, like you might think that's like a blanket rule, right? Like, oh yeah, Japanese convenience stores, all this stuff's pretty good, but nothing's as good as a restaurant. But there are definitely things that I eat at the convenience store that I'm like, this is better than like at a restaurant. One example. A lot of the examples are actually the bread or dessert items. Oh man, I think there I'm are glad, a lot of. I'm glad you went here because yeah. I think there's a I lot agree. of bread or dessert items that are like, I paid like six dollars at a nice restaurant, like at the final meal dessert, and it wasn't as good as this. There's a donut, the classic, you know, cho- half chocolate donut. Uh, that I love the Lawson one best because the Lawson one's glazed. Half of it's glazed, and the other half is chocolate. Oh yeah, the Seven Eleven one is usually half is non-glazed, just fried, and the other half is chocolate. So yeah, that's the old-fashioned, yeah, the cake donut, but, and then um, the one at Seven Eleven is over-fried and it's crunchy. Yeah, it's a little gre- little greasy, a little greasy. Yeah, but the seasonal donuts that Seven Eleven has beats anything Lawson's has. Okay, and I, I can tell you that from experience. Seasonal donut. So right now they have the chocolate donut with. Um, it's a chocolate glaze. It's a chocolate cake donut with a chocolate glaze. And on top, there are these crunchy little, um, like, bread bits, I guess. Okay. It's kind of like cereal on top. Really good. If you like um, if you like good chocolate donuts, you know, it's the top, right. the top donut right now. Top of the pop. So yeah. I'll check that one out. It, that one will only be around for a limited time, though. Um, they have a strawberry one. It's, you know, like a pink one. That one's a little... The Pondering. Not a pondering mochi, style. mochi donut. It, yeah, not that. It's like a regular, you know, donut. It might even have sprinkles or something. You know, my son sees the flashy colors and wants it. That one's a little disappointing. Seven Eleven. Yeah, I, I yeah, think I've, their their regular donuts aren't the best, but their seasonal stuff is really good. The last the last item they had was a um, lemon tart, and that mm-hmm. lemon tart was so good. Yeah. They always do like a tiramisu, and that's it's always there. It's oh, one of the yeah. classics, and that's great. It's like a dollar fifty. It's so good. And then um, I think a lot of like the custard kind of based stuff. They do a lot of like these puff things with custard in them, and it's really good, great quality custard. Cheese. A lot. Of, I've had like some really heavy cheese danishes and stuff there that like rival like a you know bakery in anywhere in the world. I mean maybe not Paris or something, but 
pretty much anywhere else in the world. Oh, um, like you were saying, there's times where you go to a bakery and you buy something and you take it outside and you take a bite and you're like, I should have just gone to Family Mart. It was right there. For, <laughs> you know, for sure, like, for sure. I would have spent like a quarter of the price. And um, I would say ice yeah. cream too. Like I've been to some like ice cream parlors here. You know, ice cream is kind of expensive besides – I don't get it, by the way. Like, you go get, like, a bucket of ice cream. It's, like, $10. But somehow the convenience store ice cream is to keep it, like, cheap. You know, it's a buck. Oh, yeah. I don't and, know. And uh, it's never freezer run. Or, my wife said she's gotten some of just the vanilla. It's, like, not Meiji, but, like, a competitor to Meiji. Mm-hmm. She said she's had that. Like, it's been freezer burn. But, like, more, they're more, like, popsicles, I guess, or, like, ice cream sandwiches. Those of me are such such good quality. We were just eating a mint chocolate one the oh, other day. Oh man, that one is. I was eating it. That one and, is uh, the tops. Yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt was loving it too. Uh, yeah, it's an ice cream sandwich, chocolate chocolate cookies with the mint chip filling. Yeah, great. For me, the ice ice cream sandwiches are definitely the the premium. Like I just always look for those, and they even do the uh, you know the macaroons are trendy these days. They do ma- giant macaroons ice cream in the middle have you guys seen these yeah it seems to be a trend i haven't yeah, had any of those really, yet really really good depending on the flavor oh, okay uh 7-eleven's mostly where i get them at mm-hmm. they'll do like a ra- raspberry one or pistachio and oh wow. pistachio so... no i haven't seen that if i see I'm that i'm not like a big macaroon person you know like i think they're fine or whatever but with that again part of my issue with the macaroon is they're kind of small right mm-hmm. it's just like you eat it and they're expensive and this is big it's big as ice cream sandwich maybe a little smaller and then yeah, so it's pretty substantial, soft, nice texture. Um, yeah, so I think, like, a lot of desserts. I've never really had, like, a meal, you know, a bento, where I've been like, oh, this is, like, restaurant quality. But definitely desserts, drinks, yogurts. They do, like, yogurt drinks. I'm addicted to them. I was talking about Matt before that, um, yeah, for me, I never really saw a drinkable yogurt, like, in a straw. I don't know. It looks like a... You get a latte at Starbucks, but instead it's just a yogurt, big old straw. You pop the top, kind of like yeah. tapioca with it. I'm reliant on those. And they have chunks. It, yeah, they have chunks of like fruit in them. You could get yeah, or, or aloe, of course, very aloe. Asian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, those those are pretty unique to the convenience stores. Yeah, those here. are good. Which which is your favorite? And from where? I just like the plain plain Seven uh, Eleven. Definitely Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. That yeah. one's the best. It's very good, but the peach is pretty good too. When they have peach, I like the blue. I like blueberry, okay. strawberry too. They're they're all good. They are. Um, yeah, those are nice. I grew up with the Los Angeles dairy drive-through dairies, so we had the we had strawberry milk that you used okay. to be able to get, and it's very similar. Yeah. Did they have chunks of strawberries in it though? Yeah, yeah, oh. it did. <laughs> um, I had strawberry milk growing up, but it was like sugary. Definitely no real strawberries in there. Oh, no. Yeah, the one we got has strawberries in it. There's another big change, I realized. You're, you're right with your uh, changes. One of the big changes is there's no more porn. <laughs> or ah, they, they, yeah, hi- they, hi- they hide the porn much better if it is there. I've not uh, given it a real real search, but I just remember reading the articles saying that uh, with um, the Olympics coming, they thought it was maybe going to be unsightly or hard to understand for non-Japanese people. So that was one of the big presses. I think Family Mart might still have it, but I think Seven uh, Eleven Lawson got rid of it. I think most of them still have those sections, but they did. At least in Osaka, they put part, little partitions to okay. keep you know keep prying eyes out. I guess. But uh, it might still exist, but they've definitely really cut back on it. And I don't know if we talked about it before, but it was like. Right at kids' eye level before. Yeah, I mean, depending on yeah, depending on who was running the convenience store, they just put it right right in your face, right right in front, like not in back hiding or anything. It's not just like some soft. Well, sometimes it depends. There's multiple levels, but some of them were really, really like raunchy and hardcore. Yeah, Yeah. Um, it was pretty shocking to see. I would just I would just laugh. And the funniest thing is like I, I would always look at like kid like teenagers like faces like when they went by because I guarantee you for us. We're teenagers. You go by a store and see that you're pointing and laughing and like taking pictures and telling your friends, you know, and no one ever batted an eye at it. I guess because it's normal, right? But um, I mentioned it before, and someone told me like, oh, they got better stuff on their phones. You know, you just go on the on your phone and search something. You can see something wilder than that. But even for me, like I've obviously seen, you know, seen some stuff before in my life. But 
they're funny. Like something about those ones, they're just so weird. Like the, the kinds of things, that, the faces, and I don't know. I always got a really big kick out of them and got a, <laughs> got a good chuckle. I'm glad yeah. they're gone. I'm definitely glad they're gone. But uh, they were yeah, good for th- good for a laugh. Thanks, Olympics. Uh, there's no more no more porn section, and then all all of the food has English names. There you go. You know, <laughs> it's the See big what changes else we, right? we can get out of the Olympics. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, any, we got have you 40, tried? forty minutes. I'm surprised. Do you have any uh, final kind of closing thoughts? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there any cool snacks you've had lately? Any anything else that you've thought about? I had these cool. They were um, squid chips, fried squid, tempura fried squid that you could get from a Seven Eleven now. I thought okay. it was. I thought it was Cheetos, and uh, I picked up the bag <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, squid chips! I got to try these." Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, they're great. Did it have a Chester to the squid on it? <laughs> no, no, that would be. How great, did you though. mistake <laughs> Cheetos for squid chips? Uh, I, I mean, it's tempura fried, so it looks like like Cheetos. Okay. So it's just strips of squid, and uh, yeah, it's actually one. actually very good. Now, mind you, I do like squid a little bit. It's probably one of my favorite <laughs> tentacled foods. <laughs> How about the smell? I like the smell. When you smell it, does it make you salivate? Uh, it's not so strong as yeah. Sometimes the smell of squid can be really strong and really fishy, mm-hmm. and um, this one's not so bad because it smells like fried food. So yeah, if you, you if see more been, movies than me, do they do the squid in the movie theater here? Or is that only Korea? Oh, definitely. They do it here too. Yeah, yeah. People eat oh, weird man. things in the movie theaters here. Like uh, the smells last, so bad. It smells I, so bad. Well, we went to the movie theater not that long ago. I mean, pre coronavirus and stuff and we were sitting next to this um family that was eating like neggy they were like they had to have been eating just like green onions like the long green all like i the could long... smell was green onions and they brought everything so i was like they have to be eating just like green onions straight up it, it was crazy they had bags and they were really noisy and they were opening things and stuff but yeah but yeah i would say the squid tempura fried squid if you're at a 7-eleven Give it a go. Be right. adventurous. All right. There, there you go. Speaking of Cheetos, mm-hmm. I saw pizza-flavored Cheetos, real Cheetos, oh. just the Cheeto Cheetos, pizza-flavored. I think we might have bought them, but we're just saving them for a rainy day. It was about a month ago. Have you had and, Cheetos uh, in Japan yet? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Come on. Cheetos. I'm not like a big chip guy or even junk food guy, but... Like a couple of weaknesses, and Cheetos are definitely one of them. Um, you buy you buy the ones made now. There's two two you oh, could yeah. get. You could get the one from the the gourmet market, which is right. legit Cheetos, or you could mm. get the ones from the store that have a different color cheese on the cover. Mm. And if you get the convenient ones, they're they're typically pretty sweet. I've and never barbecue, seen barbecue favorite. Okay, first of all, I've never seen legit Cheetos. The ones at the gourmet stores mask. They very closer but they're still made in japan yeah and they're not the same still like not as good no 75 what the american ones are like but not the same yeah and then you're correct there's the ones in the convenience stores that they're softer fluffier the cheese oh they're, they're terrible not <laughs> neither, I, neither will do for me neither the, bar- will do. the barbecue one is so bad you, you let me know how you like the pizza ones because I, i'd be willing to try that yeah, we got it just because it's kind of crazy, but yeah, um, yeah. it's not meant to be like a long-term uh, replacement. But um, yeah, man, we got to import those Cheetos. <laughs> it's one of my things. How about you? When someone goes back home, they're like, hey, you want me to, or, or someone back home says, hey, you want me to send you over or something? Like, oh, what's man. Your... Yeah, Cheetos are actually on there. You know the jalapeno Cheetos? Uh, we get the hot Cheetos. Is it hot Cheetos or is it no, different? No, not Flaming Hot. They're jalapeno oh. flavored. Uh, it comes in a okay, green, yeah. green and orange bag. And oh, yeah, uh, those are my favorites. Yeah, if, anytime I go home, I get a whole bag of those, and okay. it lasts me like the whole trip because I can't eat as much as I, I used to. You know, that's right. Um, I, yeah, that's true. I always go back and buy tons. I used to, or like about six years ago, you know. And now I've learned, like, ah, don't get too excited. Just yeah, buy one bag. Everything will spoil. I always yeah. go back for cereal too, because the cereal uh, in this country sucks. Like, there's no, right. there's very few it's varieties. Getting, it's getting. A little bit better. A little yeah. bit better. Yeah. In terms of just, there are more. When I first came, there's like three or four options. Mm-hmm. Now there's like 10, 15, but there's not a lot of variety still. They're all kind of just really I agree healthy. with that. They're, they have some granola 
one. So right now I'm eating in like granola, like a chocolate granola one. Oh, it's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. It's a little expensive, right? No, this like is a bucks? cheap. This is a cheap one. <laughs> this one is like. Does it have four, almonds in there? No. Yes, it has almonds. In I think it. I know. I think I know that one. It's a little okay. expensive for what it is. Okay, I mean all all cereals are expensive okay. here, and then. Um, there have been a couple of new ones. There's this one with unicorns that tastes like Fruit Loops, oh, yeah. but it but it's kind of like a um, like a unicorn. It's rare, and if you come across <laughs> it, you got to buy it. <laughs> you might not ever see it again. Uh, and oh, there man. there was a donut brand cereal that, of course, I had yeah. to try, yeah, and yeah. it was actually pretty good. But it was one of those few cereals where, when I ate it, like it shredded the top of my the roof <laughs> of my mouth. Captain Crunch, like yeah. Captain Crunch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, there's not been any uh, real amazing great discoveries. I, I kind of talked about all the ones already. I think so. Yeah, I know I've done, I've gotten a ton of stuff from convenience stores recently and, you know, it would be hard to re- remember all the cool, cool items you get, but, you know, yeah. like I said, you got to kind of experience it and you got to keep your eyes open. So if you live in Japan, you know, now it's just as good as time as any to visit a convenience store and, and go wild, you know, That's but right. yeah, if you're living overseas, you know, hopefully some more of that stuff comes your way because there's always something interesting to try. Yeah, well, I'll post up that article I mentioned, and uh, when this episode's kind of going live, I'll I'll start posting like I did last time. All my convenience stores buys as boring as they are, maybe for me, maybe someone will get something out of it. So yeah, I'll document that. Either. Oh, I took a picture of a funny Lawson's, uh, oh, nice. one of the Lawson's packagings. So I'll try to post that if I remember. All right, good, good. We have a big announcement. No, not big. A small, small announcement. Small announcement. Yeah, too, yeah. Which we'll, we'll do now. And that's, um, yeah, for us, work started up again and things have been getting kind of busy. So for now, we just want to be transparent and let you know that we might not. We've been pretty religious over the years. We took one kind of break before, but I think over the six years we've been doing this, we put out two a month pretty religiously. But we might start putting out one a month now, right? Yeah, um, our schedule just might fluctuate a little bit here and there uh, just while we, you know, a couple of things change. But, yeah, don't expect us to go very far. We're going to we're gonna still be here. You can still reach out to us. If yeah. you miss us, if it's like a week and you're like, oh, man, that was our Japan 2.0 week, what are we going to do without these two? Because I know there's so many people out there <laughs> clamoring for some Japan 2.0 action. Hey, hey, before I just <laughs> and tell us that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, give us a, yeah, just drop us a line and, and say hi, you know, we, we'll get back to you and we'll say hi. And, you know, yeah. we, we love hearing from everybody in our community, so. But yeah, we'll, we'll at least make sure we're doing one a month. It could, it could still be, you know, two a month. We don't, we don't know, but we just want to let you know in case it happens. Don't come running for us. We'll, we're okay. We're yeah. Safe. Yeah, we'll try to keep, keep posting on the weekends just so, you know, for that kind of consistency, so. Yeah. You know, even if we're not super consistent, we'll be as consistent as as possible. So, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for under, your understanding, and I hope you stick with us through these trying times. <laughs> <laughs> do you, and do I, you mind if I... You know, I hope everybody uh, takes care, you know? It That's is right. hard times, and everybody's going through stuff, so, you know, I, I wish everyone the best. So whatever you're going through, wherever you are, just know that, you know, we're here thinking about our listeners and, you know... Yeah, give us shouts and let us know how you're doing. Can I choose a song? Yeah, of course. It's a good song for when you need stress relief, like Matt's talking about. It depends. It can go two ways. <laughs> but one of the ways is to listen to music like Maximum, The Hormone, uh, one of my early Japanese favorite groups that I'm surprised I've never featured before. Um, but they are great. Many call them the Red Hot Chili Peppers slash System of a Down Okay. Japan. And uh, Maxim the Hormone. It's a really good name. <laughs> it's an amazing name. <laughs> and they are a group of four people. I'm pretty sure the drummer and the lead singer, there's two lead singers. Um, one plays guitar and the other one uh, just, just sings. So I guess technically the, the backup singer. Uh, the singer and the drummer, I believe, are brother and sister. They look very similar, if not. And. Um, yeah, the, the drummer is a female, which is pretty cool. She's got a kid. And one reason I really like this group is they 
it might sound simplistically like it's like a really like heavy metal like rap rock kind of group but they started recently making like this pop music so a lot of their songs kind of sound like three songs in one where they'll have like the drummer singing and it sounds like j-pop she can really mimic j-pop really well and then uh it just goes into like the most hardcore like uh screaming like rap rock yeah uh vocals it's, it's really like night and day kind of kind of music all right cool and, uh they book they put out they put on a really good live show and it's definitely one of my bucket lists they're old, i mean they've been around forever they're they're older than us i think so they're like in their mid 40s um and uh, i gotta we don't have any more chances to see them so it's like i gotta see them before they retire oh let's hope they come to fuji rock the next time we get <laughs> we get out there yeah, yeah, yeah. in so 20, 2025 <laughs> as far as i know they don't they've never put out vinyl either so uh i'm always waiting for that but yeah definitely if you like this song they have a lot of really good songs it's gonna be really tough for me to choose i won't say the name because i have to like really think if i'm gonna expose japan 2.0 to one maximum the hormone song which one it's gonna be but uh yeah what's up people is probably a really really good one but all right we'll cool see, we'll see what you get well what's up people what's up yeah thanks for listening and <laughs> for, uh yes, yeah stay safe and sound and keep writing us we miss you yeah until next time Peace.